What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You lose your job? You total your car? You kill someone? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. This Christmas, feel joy, gift joy, and send them joy with the perfect gift at Arnott's. Explore an endless array of gifting that will bring joy to everyone on your list. Shop Irish at the Christmas market, support emerging new businesses with Pitch 22, or find something extra special from one of our world-class brands. Shop in-store and online at arnott's.ie. Siberia is a geographical region in northern Asia, known as having some of the coldest places on Earth. It's also home to about 36 million people. Much of the area known as Siberia is covered by mountains or dense forests that have been untouched by man. Of course, the area expanded rapidly due to a plethora of mineral resources. Coal, petroleum, natural gas, diamonds, iron ore, and gold are all available in the area, which led to major developments in mining and manufacturing in the second half of the 20th century. Mikhail Popkov grew to develop a strong hatred of women as an adult. When he started believing his wife was having an affair, he decided that he needed to punish any woman who was going out and having fun instead of staying home with their family. This is Monsters. Mikhail Popkov was born on March 7, 1964, in Norilsk, Russia, and his family soon moved to Angarsk. Mikhail actually stayed in Norilsk and lived with his grandparents for a while, and when he was finally taken home by his parents, it was the first time he was introduced to his younger sister. He hadn't even known his mother was pregnant. 
He then began to resent his sister because she was showered with attention and he was regularly ignored. He made claims that he was abused by his mother when he was a child. After he graduated school, he attended a technical school to become a mechanic. Then he served in the military. When he was done with his service, he worked with his father digging graves. Soon he got a job at a local factory as a repairman. As an adult, he married a woman named Elena and the couple eventually had a daughter named Ekaterina. Mikhail ran into a previous classmate who worked as a transit officer and enticed Mikhail to take a job as a duty officer with the Angarsk police in 1987. At some point in his marriage, he started finding evidence that his wife was having an affair. He never made accusations because he wanted to raise his daughter in a complete family, but the anger affected him in a much more dangerous way. His anger toward his wife, coupled with his resentment of his sister and feelings of being ignored by his mother, created a deep hatred of women. It was 1992 when Mikhail began killing women. The reason, he explained, was to rid the city of unworthy women who exchanged family warmth for alcohol and other people's men. He said he wanted to get revenge on loose women instead of harming his wife. The women he picked were usually just out having a good time, but they weren't acting the way Mikhail thought women should act. They were drinking and having fun. He said he saw them as having abandoned their husbands and children at home and went out to party as if it was the last day on earth. He would also sometimes pick up prostitutes and kill them, claiming to be purging a small part of Siberia. According to his confession years later, he would use his position as a police officer to pick the women up. He would find a woman who had had too much to drink and offer her a ride. Once she was in his car, he'd ask her if she wanted to go home or if she wanted to keep partying. If they picked the second option, he would take them to a secluded area where he would rape and kill them. He said he wouldn't hide the bodies, he just made sure not to leave any evidence, something he must have learned more about being a police officer. It's hard to believe that Mikhail had any sort of life outside of killing. From 1992 to at least 2000, he racked up a total of 78 confirmed murders. He used a number of different murder weapons and killed women in some of the most brutal ways. Some of the injuries on his victims were made with his teeth, which is where he got the nickname, The Werewolf. One night, he picked up 35-year-old Maria Lazina and 37-year-old Lilia Peshkoskaya and drove them into the woods. Once there, he raped the women and beat them to death. As he was disposing of the bodies, his police badge fell out of his pocket and he didn't realize until he had driven from the scene. He returned to get the badge and when he did, he noticed that one of the women was still breathing. Two more victims were 20-year-old Tatiana Martinova and 19-year-old Yulia Kaprikova. They had gone to a concert in October of 1998 and had a few too many drinks. Mikhail took this opportunity to teach the women a lesson and after offering them a ride, he took them to a secluded area where he raped and killed them. Of his victims, some were bludgeoned to death with rocks. Some were stabbed up to 170 times. He used a screwdriver, an axe, a hammer, a shovel, and a baseball bat. One woman was decapitated while another had her heart ripped out of her chest. Only two women lived through an encounter with Mikhail Popkov. One of the lucky few was 17-year-old Svetlana Misevichis, who was walking home from a friend's house. Mikhail spotted her walking alone on a cold evening, so she was happy to accept a ride from a friendly police officer. 
She realized that something was wrong when he passed the turn to her house and started driving into the woods. Once in a secluded area, he made her strip off her clothes and began bashing her head into a tree. When she was nearly unconscious, he began raping her. She managed to get away from him and ran to the road, naked and bloody. She waved her arms wildly at passing cars, but none of them stopped. Mikhail was able to chase her down with his vehicle, and when he got out of the car, he beat her severely and left her to freeze on the side of the road. The next day, she woke up in a morgue. When she was finally found, she must have been so cold that they thought she was dead. She said when she saw the corpse lying next to her, she passed out again. When she woke up the next time, she was in the hospital. She wasn't able to talk due to the trauma. Half of her hair was ripped out, and she was paralyzed on one side of her body. She suffered brain damage, frostbite, and had contracted syphilis. She said she was a virgin before the attack, so Mikhail was the only person she could have gotten it from. By the time she was released from the hospital, her remaining hair had turned gray. Then she spent months relearning how to walk and talk. Today, she still has a stutter. She reported the attack to police and told them that the man who had raped and attempted to kill her was a police officer. She even picked Mikhail out of an array of pictures, but police didn't take her claim seriously. They questioned Mikhail and he denied everything, even having his wife lie about an alibi. After that, the police closed the case. In July of 1999, Mikhail's second survivor, 18-year-old Evgenia Protisova, made it through another attack by the werewolf. She had gone to dinner with her boyfriend and afterward he wanted her to go back to his place, but she refused. When she told him to take her home, he said no and told her to find her own way home. What a gentleman. As she walked home, Mikhail offered her a ride, this time being out of uniform, but he showed her his police ID. As he approached her house, he sped up and drove right past it. She screamed in the car and he hit her on the head with something, knocking her out. In the woods, he got her out of the car and she tried to get away, but he caught up with her and hit her on the head again. The next thing she remembered was waking up in the hospital. She had been raped and Mikhail thought he had strangled her to death, but she managed to survive. Some people picking mushrooms found her the next day and called the police. Mikhail quit the police force in 1998 and took a job in private security. He eventually began working in security for Angarsk Oil and Chemical Company. It's believed by some that he continued killing, but others think he stopped in 2000 due to impotence caused by syphilis. It wasn't until 2012 that authorities began making headway on the case. They began reviewing evidence from the crime scenes and noticed that tire tracks were found at most of the scenes that came back to a Lada Neva 4x4, a commonly used vehicle by police in Siberia. Investigators asked 3,500 retired and current police officers for a sample of their DNA. Soon, they brought Mikhail into the police station for an interview while also exhuming some of the victims to collect more DNA samples. It wasn't long before a DNA match came back and proved that Mikhail Popkov was the werewolf. On June 23, 2012, he was arrested and charged with the murders of 22 women. He actually confessed to the murders in January of 2015. He was sentenced to life in prison. Both Svetlana and Evgenia faced their attacker in court. Mikhail said he was surprised to find out that anyone had lived through his attacks because of how brutal they were. But far more women had died at the hands of Mikhail. 
Two years later, he confessed to 59 more murders. He took investigators to the crime scenes and they were able to verify 56 of his claims. In December of 2018, he was convicted of those murders and given a second life sentence. In July of 2020, McHale confessed to two more murders. On June 4, 2021, he was sentenced to an additional nine years in prison. He will spend the rest of his life in a prison colony in Siberia. His last two confessions bring the total of his confessed murders to 83, with 78 of them being proven. This makes him the most prolific serial killer in Russia, and he has the fourth most confirmed victims in the world. Not only is he one of the worst serial killers in the world, but he's also one of the worst monsters the world has ever seen. All because he couldn't handle the relationships he had with the women in his life. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help. Please talk to your local battered women's shelter or call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or you can go to thehotline.org to chat with someone online. The great thing about this website is that, at any time, hitting the escape key twice will take you to a Google search page. That way, if your abuser is nearby, you won't get caught looking for help. If you're having feelings of harm in yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility, call 911, or call Mental Health America, who operate the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and will talk to you about any mental health issue you might be facing. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You can subscribe or follow the show to ensure you don't miss an episode, and you can leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you use. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that by checking out our merchandise at Teespring. You can also discuss the channel and the episodes on our subreddit, r forward slash thisismonsters. You can find more ways to support our show and how to find us on social media by visiting thisismonsters.com. Thanks again, and be safe. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You lose your job? You total your car? You kill someone? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Life's full of things we can't depend on. Like the Irish weather, predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's you-know-what. So much for lucky seven. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating, Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Serta, delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on, see certaireland.ie. 
This Christmas, feel joy, gift joy and send them joy with the perfect gift at Arnott's. Explore an endless array of gifting that will bring joy to everyone on your list. Shop Irish at the Christmas market, support emerging new businesses with Pitch 22 or find something extra special from one of our world-class brands. Shop in-store and online at arnott's.ie. No. Good boy. Keep your hat on, pet. Why? We're playing dinner at the North Pole, remember? So we need to wear our big warm coats inside. When it comes to food or heat, many families will face impossible choices this Christmas. Please support the St. Vincent de Paul Annual Appeal. Donate locally or at svp.ie. Thank you. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.